Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services. And I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs again that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below when you purchase their services let them know derek sent you Welcome to another one. That's Scar. That's Brandon. I'm Derek. Um, Why we're is on that episode. music so sultry? Right? You like it, right? Very sultry. You like Very it? Sultry. You like it or no? Is that a good it's, thing or a bad thing? It's fine. It's just weird. This show's not very sultry. No. Every, every, every time I see old girl in her drawers, I'm like, I'd be. I mean, you saw her naked in the first episode. Kind of. No, fully. Maybe kind of. You saw ass and and side boob. You saw her naked. Side boobs. I didn't see no boob boob. I saw side boob. She's got like A cups. You saw the boob. Don't count. Mm. No, she got more than A cups. Okay, I'll give her a B minus. She's definitely above B. Maybe a C. I don't know how. C? C? Like. It's okay. pretty obvious she's above B. Did you see her in this last episode? Yeah, there was that one scene where she was dressed up nice. Yeah, there was. I don't. I don't like. I feel like I'm objectifying her right now, so I'm gonna stop. Yeah, and and this is is it objectifying if she's naked? She wasn't naked in this scene though. In this episode though. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> what were you saying, Scar? No, I was. I was gonna say I was gonna say one of the characters' names that we don't see until a few seasons later, but like she she actually had them things out, like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Why are you licking your lips though? Because I had some of this, you know, uh, I'm vaping, so uh, I had some of that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Another and one. I'm a, I'm a single man, so like, fuck this shit, dog. <laughs> <laughs> So, this episode, uh, season one, episode two, is called Instinct. And this show has a knack in these first two episodes of making it where you don't want to stop watching. Like, it draws you into the next episode damn near immediately. Yeah, when it, when the episode stopped, because, I, I mean, I mean, of course, it's different for me because I know what's coming. But, like, and, and I've already seen this three times, um... Just at the, as soon as the as soon as the the credits start, I go fuck because <laughs> I because I know I gotta stop. <laughs> well, ain't nobody telling y'all that you have to stop. You're just going to no. have to remember what we're talking about when I bring it back up. Right. I don't want to go too far, so I start thinking of all of the stuff that's happening where I am and not the, where we are. Ah, uh, for sure, you did do that, Nas, a lot. Uh, not really. You're pretty bad yes, about you it. Did. You yes, did you did. Lot. Yeah. No, you, you I, literally I, I, said, "Did this happen here?" And like, no. Oh man, that was in season four. 
Did did Saeed die yet? No, nigga. Oh shit! I'll just see the five. I never said that did Saeed die yet. I what I said was remember when y'all predicted when people were gonna die in that in that season that we were on, and I was just like, nope, none of these people are gonna die. I mean, other people are gonna die, but none of the people that you're thinking of are gonna die this season. Man, did I tell you that I went into the uh, Oz group on Facebook? And accidentally found out that the group was comprised of a lot of folks who worked on Oz. And the way I found that out was by saying, man, that last season really sucked, didn't it? And they were like, ur, ur, ur. <laughs> I was like, oh, I mean, um, y'all didn't write it. And then the writer was like, I did. And I was like, ur, ur, ur. <laughs> it's just like. Hey, man, you write something ass, this ass. <laughs> the nigga said, what bike? And you went, oh. <laughs> Five niggas just appeared out of nowhere, and I'm like, mm, got kind of dark in here, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody hit a hootie who on your ass real fast. <laughs> Omar coming. <laughs> uh, so Sarah, at the beginning of this episode, uh, got a call from uh, the woman, from the last episode that was on the phone with her. Uh, Sarah got a call from the woman asking if she's gotten a hold of the German. And Sarah told her the German's in the backseat of my car. And so the woman's like, the rumors are true. true. Somebody is killing us. And they must have followed the Katja uh, here from Europe. Uh, She asked Sarah if she got the briefcase and then tells her, well, get rid of the body. I don't know how you're going to get rid of the body. Use a cop. You should know how to get rid of a fucking body. Good <laughs> <Exactly>. luck. <laughs> Except for she's not the cop. So, like, the idea is like, well, shit, you know how to get rid of a body? You're like, this should be fine. You've gotten rid of a body before. You're a cop. I know you have. By the way, good luck, click. So, um, she says before you get rid of the body, Make sure you get hair and blood samples. And Sarah's like, hey, can you come out and help me? And the woman's like, I would if I could. But one step at a time. I'm going to call you back. Click. So Sarah digs a grave while Felix is having a wake for Sarah. Uh, and Rockabilly Bob asks Felix if he has any wor- last words about Sarah. And Felix is like, I can't. I'm too verklempt. And, and his Ganectagazoinks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. his for Clifton is Ganectagazoinks. As they're toasting to Sarah, Sarah is depo- disposing of Katja. Um, also, Vic doesn't understand why Sarah killed herself, but at least she had love. And Felix laughs out loud. And Vic's like, love is imperfect. Love is imperfection itself. And Felix is like, well, it's your fault Vic that she's dead and Vic starts to choke him the fuck out yeah it's like oh, say it was my fault it was your fault yeah I'm gonna keep choking <laughs> you <now. laughs> and the way he says say it was my fault was like I dare you to say it one more time while he's choking him it was your fault like, I ain't yeah, stopping it's, it's like it's like say it was my fault it was your fault say it again it was your <laughs> Why sticking your chin out? Um, Sarah goes through Katja's pockets and gets her hotel key card and her ID. And then she rolls her into the grave and buries her. Uh, Then she power washed the inside of her car a lot easier than the niggas from Pulp Fiction did. uh, And gets a replacement windshield and window. Like, the way she pulled that off was impressive by herself. Nigga, so you have bullet holes in your windshield. Nobody asks no questions? Well, what you do is you call the windshield place, safe flight repair, safe flight replace. And what you do is after that, you take a rock and you just throw it through your goddamn window. That way they can't see the bullet hole. Yeah. Because it's going to be a bigger hole. Right. <laughs> how do you know this? What do you mean, how do I know this? Mind your own fucking business. So anyways, um, yeah, you you also, also, if you take I mean, a piece n- of porcelain. This is the ultimate dad. You really think that he has not had to hide a body for one of his kids yet? For one of my kids. And if you take a piece of porcelain <laughs> and you throw it at the right place in the window, it will break the entire glass without making a single noise. It'll also break it cleanly inside the car so nothing falls out and cuts you. And if you tap a windshield in the right spot, it'll all collapse, and then you'll be able to reach in to save somebody. I don't want to know why you know this. 
I live an eventful life. So um, Vic refused to leave Felix's apartment, and he's like, I want to meet Kira, Sarah's daughter. But Felix tells him, you, you can't, and you will never meet her because you're a drug dealer. And Sarah left because you're abusive. And Vic's like, I can help Kira financially, and says he wants to stay connected to to he wants to stay connected to Sarah, and that's why he wants to be around Kira. And Felix reminds him that Kira's not Sarah. Sarah's dead, and you need to remember that. And then he, Vic leaves out just as Sarah's coming around the corner. And luckily, Sarah sees him and is like, oh, shit, and dips back around the corner. Um, and so the, Vic leaves out. The sheer amount of near misses on this show is Are great. crazy. It's crazy. Like, d d like she almost fucked the whole game up. Yeah. Hey, what you doing here? What you doing here? What you doing like, here? You don't think that you should call Felix first and let him know that you're coming over? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, you're right. Felix tells Sarah, yo, all the money that I got from selling this uh, weak-ass Coke... I spent it all on this wake that we had for you because I was mad at you. And also, Vic is the one who called Miss S about the funeral. Uh, he tells her that Vic wants to meet Kira and says that'll never happen. And then Felix notices that Sarah has blood all up on her neck. And she tells him about Katya and tells him that she can't explain it right now, but she needs him to tell Miss S that she isn't dead. Felix is like, you do it. And she's like, well... If I do walk in there after 10 months, Miss S is going to make my custody situation very difficult. Which is probably why your daddy ain't came home. That's all I'm going to say. Stop blaming that nigga. It's been too long. Now he's like, if I walk back in, they're going to be like, where's the milk? You said you was going to get the super special hot Cheeto milk. And now it ain't even in stock no more. Where the milk at? And now you're in trouble. Because kids eat everything hot Cheeto. My daughter just had a hot Cheeto taco, fam. Hot Cheeto milk, though. Oh. You know what? We think it's gross, and yet the kids will be like, it's lit! Yeah. Kids. Not all the kids. What kids you know that don't eat hot Cheetos? You know, it's fucking Takis. You ain't no kid, Brandon. You're like give 30. And like those Takis that give kids ulcers and shit, and they can't stop themselves. Man. Man. There was one kid who literally had to have surgery about that shit. Also, yeah, they were giving I, kids ulcers, like I, kids ulcers. I cannot be the only kid who burned my tongue eating a lemon warhead. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. I, I never, I never burned my tongue eating a lemon warhead. I used to hustle warheads, so I'm, 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 lemon I'm warheads didn't even burn you. You leave it on your tongue. To to have the flavor instead of biting through it like a like 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 you trying to get to the sweet part and it'll burn a hole through your tongue. Y'all could Google that. It's real. Where it's a heart though. Like what are you biting through? Google that shit. Scar, Google that shit for real. Google that shit, fam. Cry babies are the ones that's gum. So like that no, one you can bite no, through. No, warhead you bite, you bite through, through to get to the to get to the sweet part. Or you move it around in your mouth, but if you just leave it on your tongue, it'll literally burn through your tongue, family. I'm, you must got teeth like cork or some shit because like who's biting through a solid fucking warhead? I didn't say it was a fucking jawbreaker. It's a warhead. It's not like it's hard. It is. A crybaby is is the one that's the gum inside. Yes, I know, but a, a solid, warhead is a listen, solid piece of candy inside of outside. The outside coating is the the sour part, but the inside is just a regular piece of hard candy. It's a piece of hard candy. Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. I don't give a fuck. You can literally bite through a warhead. It's tiny. It's like one of those little strawberry discs that your grandma used to give you in church. Yeah, but that has a chewy center. Yeah, warheads do yeah. not. Shout out to grandmas. Everybody had that candy, and you can't find it nowhere now. Maybe at the Dollar Tree. You can find that Dollar Tree. Yeah, I feel like that's a Dollar Tree candy. But look it up, for real. You can burn a hole through your tongue. Um, I, I don't think so. Look it up. It literally happened to me. I am not going to be looking for your confirmation bias. No, I don't. I don't like you saying that you don't believe me when I said it happened to me. 
I'm I'm dead ass serious. I'm not sure. No, I didn't say about the burning your tongue. I mean, shit, you might got a fucked up kind of tongue. But like, that shit has never happened to me, and I've eaten plenty of those. Uh, but I'm talking about biting through fucking hard candy. Like, you must have teeth made of rocks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got grind, you got grindy teeth all around. Like, so what the fuck kind of teeth do you have, sir? Lachlan Kinnock, a seven-year-old from Australia, learned that any sour candy that makes your mouth pucker knows the burning sensation when he began to feel his tongue burn after eating the super sour candy warheads. And there's a picture of a hole in his goddamn tongue. Confirmation bias. Like this is what you, this is what you what you experienced. So all you did was do just like Facebook Republicans. You went and found something to back up your story. You There's a hole in his goddamn you tongue. Didn't find anything that's that that girl four burns hole in tongue after eating warhead candy. This in 2021. But you're you're finding you're finding the exceptions, not the rules. For the rule for most of us is warheads are just sour and it's fine. Mm -hmm. you're you're looking for the exceptions not there was literally a warhead challenge my nigga uh-huh because it doesn't burn most of us so they can be a challenge excellent i mean there, there was there was a challenge that people were lighting themselves on fire so like a lot of us don't ignite I'm just being salty right now. Like, I'm really... Be, be fucking salty. I'm just saying. You're looking for the exceptions, not the rules. Congratulations, you're a Republican. This is why I don't understand why I'm married to a Virgo and a best friend of a Virgo, because I don't like y'all motherfuckers. It was, you don't like us because we tell you the truth? No, it's not the truth. Shut the fuck up. And it's not an objective truth. Like, this... I mean, this is... I mean, I mean, it's, it's objective truth. It's not subjective truth. Like, this is truth. It doesn't bother most of us. It doesn't burn most of us. I I just want you to go get a warhead and put it on your tongue and just sit it there. I've done it many times. I want you to do it on video. Okay. On Facebook you, Live. I've never used Facebook Live. While I'm sitting right there watching on the other side. I, I really want you to do this. Okay, if you feel like that's what if, if that'll make you feel better about this, I mean, I she received a chemical burn. God damn it! Okay, I mean, I mean, I don't know what what y'all mouth is. You know about. what? I don't even want to talk about it no more. So Sarah uh, <laughs> tells Felix that she got the seventy five thousand dollars, but when Felix opens the satchel that it was in, it's devoid of the cash and only has case files in it now and a business card from Art. <laughs> well, it has a case file. Yeah. Three but folders it's, but of it's a case multiple, file. There's multiple yeah. folders, but it's art seems shady to me. <laughs> art is the realest nigga. Yeah, no, I'm just. I didn't say. I didn't say anything that he does. I'm just saying he's a real nigga. You just. Like, he said you literally broke apart one of his suspicions. What do you mean? Art really? seems shady to me. Art's the realest nigga in the show. Yeah. What's it? What? I didn't shatter anything. Art seems really suspicious. Like, okay, fine. But Art is the realest nigga. I know he's not a good cop. Actually, I, I don't know. I want to know why <laughs> she shot this person. I want to know why Elizabeth. Are we gonna find that out? You don't have to tell me what it is. Um, you're not gonna find out for quite some time. God damn it. So. She said he must have followed her and stole it and starts breaking up Felix's shit in his house, which is pretty shitty. Right as she's about to destroy Felix's painting, he's like, yo, I'm working on that one. Cut it out. And she stops. Did, did you notice the, pe the penis on the painting this time? No. You I was watching on my iPad while I was at work, so... Yeah, when during the during the, the 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 end part of the ceremony when they were gathering and, and Felix is standing there by the painting, there is a golden dick pointing directly at her. <laughs> uh, he looks at the file and sees Maggie Chen's name on it and asks about her. And Sarah tells him that that's the woman that Beth shot. There's official statements and case information in there, and she determines that if she wants the money back, she has to be Beth again and close the case. So she calls Art, and he says that he's just following orders because the lieutenant told him to take his rookie by the hand and walk her right through the hearing. 
He asks if, she, if Sarah stopped to check the satchel before she crossed the border, and he t and she tells him that she's at home, and he got it all wrong. Art says back, I never get things wrong. And she tells him that it isn't what he thinks. And he's like, well, meet me at Fung's at noon. And she's like, I don't even know where the fuck Fung's is. Like, what the fuck is Fung's? She goes back home and Paul pops out the bathroom and scares her. He asks where she was the night before. And she tells him that she was at the station catching up on a backlog. And Paul's like, you're under suspension, though. Wait a second. And uh, she tells him that they reconvene the hearing and that she needs to get on top of the information. Paul's skeptical about all this because the sex they had the night before was the first sex they had in months. And then she doesn't even call him to tell her, tell him that she's out all night. Also, he wonders aloud why she's suddenly dressing like a punk rock hoe. So that's kind of an apt description. Where I'm from, that's not an apt description of the phrase punk rock. She does look kind of punk rock. That's not what we call a punk rock. She looks like Ruby Wright. I like Ruby Wright. I have no idea who that is. It's a wrestler. Okay. That's why I don't know. Scar only knows wrestling when it's uh, convenient for him. No, I know wrestling up until around the time the Scorpion King came out. After that, good luck. <laughs> I stopped watching wrestling around that time. Mm. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He did give up early. So, uh, she tells him to say that again. It says, better yet, you know what, I'm just going to ignore you. I'm going to ignore that. And he tells her that he's worried that she's losing the plot again and that they've been there before. She assures Paul that they've never been there before. <laughs> like me and you, no, we ain't. And that she's going to go back to the station to get back to work. He tells her that she isn't ready for it. And he asks her if that's a diagnosis because she has plenty of professional help for that. He says he can see the shooting is killing her, but she stopped talking to him months ago. So he doesn't, he can't talk to her about it. She tells him that he doesn't have to take all this on. And he's like, I have already. I can't stop waking up at night to check your breathing. Worried that you're mixing up your meds and booze and God knows what else. So I'm going back to Cody's for a while. And she's like, okay. <laughs> she said, okay, hella quick. And then saw the look on his face and was like, mm, if that's what you want to do. She played that off too quickly. She played that perfectly because he was like, I'm going to Cody's. And she was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I mean, I mean, if you want to do that, like, I don't want you to make that decision in a rush. Like, let's talk about our relationship, I guess. <laughs> she was like, he was like, I'm going to Cody's. And he was like, she was like, I'll carry your bag. You do that. I'm going to Cody's. You do that. <laughs> I'm going to Cody's. Do you need MapQuest? <laughs> Is your GPS working? Right. <laughs> I will make sure you get there. Okay. When, when you get there, call me. Make sure I'm making sure you get there. Okay. <laughs> hey, are you going to eat there or do you want to eat here? <laughs> right. <laughs> so Paul grabs his bag and coat and stalks out and she repeats the phrase punk rock ho. And Brandon, you said she looked like a punk rock hoe? Yeah, like a punk rock hoe. I mean she looks punk rockish, but I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say punk rock hoe. But remember, when he walked in on her the first time, she's wearing the the clash or the cure, one of those, yeah. and she had no pants on. So And like, that's when he was okay with it. Of course he was. She ain't got no ass though. I still smash. I know you would, Scar. Yeah. I know you would. I don't doubt that in the least that you'd smash, Scar. Yeah. Scar smash! I, I, I fuck each one of them and collect them like cards. God damn it. So. <laughs> you gotta catch them all, nigga. So, Felix goes to Miss S's house and she says, and I quote, 
she knew it was too good to be true because Sarah's too tough to commit suicide. That is not a good relationship, ladies and gentlemen. When your foster son comes to your house and is like, yeah, she's not dead, and she's like, fuck. Out to Mrs. S, though. She's a, she's a realist. She was in the replacements. Uh, no, not the replacements, the commitments. She says Sarah's the most feral much she had ever taken in. And I was like, those are angry mom bars. Like, that's real. Have y'all never seen the commitments? No. She asked him oh why he God. would help stage a funeral to get her away from Vic. And she, he reminds her, Vic's a dick. And she's like, I knew Sarah was plagued from the very start. And told Felix to tell Sarah that she hadn't seen her daughter in almost a year. And Miss S thinks it's best if it stays that way. Felix is like, why don't you tell her yourself, Shaban? And I'm not going to play Felix in the middle. And Shaban is like, oh no, you're here at her beck and call, ain't you? And Felix is like, yes, but it's to make sure that Kira doesn't think that her mom is dead. And look, she doesn't. Miss S is like, look, years of my life, I left London to bring you and Sarah here, and I do it all over again. Every visit from the police, every missing person report, every punch they threw. Every punch that her and Sarah threw at each other because Kira's a gift. And Felix says Sarah knows that and Miss S is like she doesn't have a clue. Felix says she's trying. She's really trying. And Sarah and Kira asks, when is my mummy coming? And Miss S says, you know the answer to that. And Kira's like, when mummy's ready and when you say she's ready. And Miss S is like, that sounds fair to me. And I'm like, that's gangster parenting like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Is she the, is she the, is she the, is she the, mom that don't take no shit. She ain't there for the bullshit. Hey, when can I go to my cousin's house? When can you go to your cousin's house? When I'm ready and. <sighs> she's like, she's like. Um, when you say I'm ready. <laughs> have you have you ever played uh, the, the most recent God of War? Yep. Yeah. So, so remember at the beginning when he was like, um, "We're going hunting. Go get your gear." He was like, "Okay. So, what are we hunting? Deer. Go get your gear." And, and he's in. He says, "Deer." He's like, "Okay. So, which way are we going? In the direction of deer." <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I gotta play the game again because I love it so much. But the relationship between him and his son reminded me so much of the relationship I had with Triple Kenny when he was younger. Boy. I call my I call my daughter child, like you know what I mean. I call her child. Yeah, you probably got that. She calls me. she calls me father, and I'm like she's like father, and I'm like child. And that's pretty much what it is. God of War. You no. Scared to put a war hat on your tongue, ass nigga. I see through you. I ain't scared of nothing. Sarah's memorizing the facts about the case and go to see Art, and she insists the money wasn't a payoff. She tells him that the money was Paul and hers, and she cleaned out their joint account. And she was going to leave town, but she couldn't do it. Art sounded disappointment, disappointed that she came back for Paul, and she said, I came back to clear the shooting. I'm not dirty. I'm just freaked out. And Art snatches her up and asks her if she's wearing a wire. <laughs> or if she question. ever made contact with the victim, Margaret Chin, before. And she's like, no. What did say, Brandon? Maggie Chan. I was like, that's a. He thought she was wearing a wire? Dude, Maggie is short for Margaret. I know, but we, we she's referred to as Maggie through this whole shit. Margaret and Maggie. But she's referred to. I hear you getting that stubborn sound in your voice. They're the, the same, same way, fucking the name. Same, the same way they call Mrs. S. Mrs. S. Like, they don't call her Siobhan very often. He called her Siobhan. He called her Siobhan, yes, once. Why is it all these Siobhans on TV? Oh, no. And her name is spelled weird. It's spelled S-I-O-B-H-A-N. That's how they she's spell no it. Shiv, in. She's no Shiv Roy, though. No idea. She's no Shiv Roy. Succession. With okay. Succession, I told Brandon to watch, so he's welcome for that. Um, and you didn't even watch it. I got other things to do. There's nothing better than secession. I have other things to do and other people who don't want to watch it with me. Those people are mistaken. They need help. Did you just call my wife mistaken and say she needed help? She needs to watch secession. 
<laughs> I'm glad you stood up behind it. I'm okay. No, seriously, I'll get to it. I'll get back to it. I love the show. I just don't have time. It's all about yes. time. So, um, yeah, Maggie Chan. <laughs> and she says no. He said that there's another version of the story and the money somehow connected. And she assures him there's only one story. And he tells her to walk him through the story again. She was by herself canvassing witnesses for another case. I loved how they cut back and forth between the story that she's telling Art and when she's memorizing the story and how they yeah. flow so perfectly because Sarah is a street smart, hustling, not so great person all the time. You see, the thing about it is Sarah is basically for people who have actually played Halo, not talking about Brandon. Um, uh, Sarah is the master chief. You know, because like all of the, all of the, like the other Spartans kind of specialized in something, and the 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 Master Chief was kind of a jack of all trades. Like he could pretty much do anything, and that's why he ended up being the leader. Um, it that's Sarah. Like she can pretty much do anything. Like like her just watching a video of Beth basically made her Beth. You know what I mean? Like yeah, she's a clone. I mean, they're clones can do that. They're all clones. I mean, what else was she gonna do after Beth? After Beth. After Beth. So, um, she was she was canvassing for another case, the Ramsey thing, the Sun Jewelry heist. She said she wasn't even looking for Yan for Zan Yip who has a warrant in the U.S. for racketeering, but she happened to see her sheet that morning. She was an Asian female, age 41. Sarah saw Yip and called her name and told her to freeze. She didn't. She ran and disappeared. She told Art, you're making me nervous. And he said, good. Now you know how it feels. Keep going. She says she drew her weapon when she entered the courtyard and she lost sight of her. She heard someone behind her turned around and fired twice, but they both were wearing black and it wasn't her. It was Maggie. Then she saw the phone in her Margaret hand and she Show. called it in. I'm just saying Maggie because Scar's got a brick up his ass about making sure that I say Maggie and not Margaret. Don't make me say the full name. I didn't know Scar was so particular. Me neither. Scar. He's not taking credit for that. Oh, cantankerous ass, contrary ass, on mute ass, nigga. Where are my cookies at, Scar? I will unmute you right now and ask where my cookies are. Don't be on mute, looking all sad. You okay, Scar? Scar. Scar, talk to me, buddy. Come on. Come on, Scar. keep going. Scar, come on, buddy. Say something, Scar. Don't be like that. Man, nigga, come on. <laughs> Told you, I want you to keep going. Oh, man. So, anyways. No, I feel bad. I was going to play the cashing out music on your ass. So, now, You know something? that they, they didn't even put the lady who plays Maggie Chen in the credits. Margaret. Like, the, the whatever um they didn't put the lady in the credits that actually took the pictures that they were looking at that's kind of fucked up she didn't get no credit at all so art tells her that if they find out about the pills or no art tells her that if they find out that she called him before she called it in they're gonna drill down and then they're gonna find out about the pills and if they question her about the pills, she may crack under pressure and tell them that Art put the phone in Maggie's hand to cover Beth's tweaker ass. She promises him that she wouldn't do that. She has to carry what she did. Maggie was in the wrong place at the wrong time, but none of this is going to fall on him. And he's like, to be sure, I'm going to hang on to this money until you get cleared. Because just in case I get fired, nigga, I'm going to need this 75k. Sarah goes to Felix's house, and Felix tells her that she isn't dead to Kira, and that she's been asking for her. And she asks about Miss S, and Felix is like, don't worry about that right now. She tells him about Art, and gets a, Beth, gets a phone call on Beth's other phone. And Felix asks Sarah to tell him everything that's going on, and she fills him in, and asks if she should pick up the phone. And he's like, no. 
But she says, I can't help myself and answers. And Felix, embodying all of us at this moment, says, then why do you even ask me then? Exactly. The person on the phone asks if she got the briefcase from the German, and Sarah says no and asks why. The woman responds, because I told you to. She asks, where is uh, Katja staying? And Sarah pulls out the hotel key card and tells her. The woman tells her to go to the Carlsboro Hotel and get the briefcase before someone else gets it. Felix asks her if the person on the phone might be Allison and also why Sarah's going to get the briefcase. And Sarah's like, because I'm curious to know what's in the case. And she dresses up like Katja and goes to the motel. The uh, person at the front desk calls Katja's name repeatedly when she walks in. She ignores him and walks towards the elevator. And when she doesn't respond, another guy who looks like security asks, is that her? And he nods. Sarah's in Katja's room and finds that it's trashed and someone's knocking at the door. And she answers to find the guy at the front desk at her door who wants to talk with her downstairs. They got a noise complaint and they went in to find that the room was trashed. The sink was broken as well as the mirror and three pillows. Rock and roll, she responds. And I was wondering, like, did somebody else break in this shit looking for her stuff? And she yes. doesn't know that for sure, so she's just like rock and roll. But why the fuck would they break the sink? That's like breaking the toilet in Play's mom's house. Um, you got the you got the idea of who it was because the person left a fucked up Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The person left a fucked up Barbie doll, so you know, you you know damn well who Nikki, the whore of Babylon. No, I'm kidding. Um, that was a funny moment in Vampire in Brooklyn, but um, there was a funny moment in Vampire in Brooklyn. Yes, yes a bunch of them. Bunch of them. Hell yeah. I know not of what y'all speak. Flip shit. You hate Vampire in Brooklyn? You hate Vampire in Brooklyn? Who the fuck hates Vampire in Brooklyn? Like, Vampire in Brooklyn is fucking hilarious. Okay. Okay. So, they give her an itemized bill, which comes to $6,411.37, and she doesn't have the money to pay it. But she tells him, you got my card on file, and I want my briefcase. The payment goes through. After the payment goes through, they instantly get nicer to her. That must have been a hell of a party, huh? Like, you got the sixth now, it's all good. Um, she gets the case and she leaves. She goes to a rooftop parking lot and breaks into the case and opens it to find x-rays of people's spines and vials of blood for Danielle Fournier and more documents for Katja, an Austrian woman, an Italian woman, and for Danielle, who's in France. She also finds the address for Allison Hendricks, who lives in Scarborough. She's practically lo uh, local. And so she thinks that Allison's the one who keeps calling her. The phone rings and the woman asks if she got to the room. And Sarah tells her that someone else got there first and they trashed the room. But that I got the briefcase. Did anybody notice that when she was uh, doing when she was doing the briefcase, she fucked her hand up pretty bad? Like, I, I didn't notice this until this time. She fucked her hand up pretty bad. But apparently this scene was filmed before... Uh, some of the other scenes that happened at the beginning of the episode. So her hand is fucked up uh, at the beginning of the episode before she actually fucks her hand up when she's smashing the briefcase. I didn't even notice. Yeah, she, her, like her, the skin, like right here, is like pushed all the way back and it's bleeding. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sarah's like, forget it. What were you saying, Brandon? I said, that's interesting. But yeah. it's not as disgusting as the fucking the the Django shit when fucking Leonardo actually cuts his the hand, hand, yeah, on the then, glass, and then and then rubs his blood on Carrie, Carrie Washington's face. face in real fucking life. That was not fake blood. That was his actual blood, and he wiped his blood on her face. Say blood one more time. That's the method. Blood, 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 blood. <laughs> Nigga. That's called method acting. You learn it one day. Damn, he said you're gonna learn how to act, Scar, and then your stepmom said, Yeah, Scar, you're gonna learn how to act, and then she whooped your ass. Truth. Yeah. <laughs> so Sarah's like, you know what, forget this, and uses her real accent and asks that the person she's speaking with is Allison. And the woman's like, Where'd Beth go? <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah tells her Beth is indisposed. The woman does the same riddle that Katja did, and Sarah tells her the riddle means nothing to me, but I have the briefcase. Would you like for me to bring it to you? And the woman hangs up in her face. 
Bye, nigga. Like, <laughs> if you don't know, if you don't know the code. You don't know the code word. If you don't know the code, we hitting the road. Yep. So Sarah goes to Allison's house and follows her. She drives her children to soccer. And another one. I was thinking, like, would would he sue me if I use his voice to say another one? And then I was like, it's not even worth it. So another one. Allison looks just like Sarah, and she's a soccer mom. Allison gets a call during the soccer match and asks Vivian, another soccer parent, to watch the kids while she goes to cut the oranges for the kids in the uh, supply shed, the equipment shed. Allison's kind of a psychopath. (laughs) Sarah walks in and the room is empty, but Allison comes back in and Sarah tells her, I just want some answers. Allison literally hems her up against the wall of the shed and asks her, how dare you show your face in front of the children? And how did she find her? No, no, he's, well, you're, you're, he, no, he was not yet, ugly. not yet. <laughs> it happens at the end of this scene. Yeah. Yeah, I laughed out loud at that part. Calling somebody ugly when y'all look just alike. And I just looked it up and Khaled absolutely does have another one copyrighted. Smart man. No wonder he's so rich. That's like the nigga who copyrighted Let's Get Ready to Rumble, but at least you know that he came up with that phrase. There's no way that Khaled came up with another one the same way that there's no way that LeBron James came up with fucking Taco Tuesday. It's not a smart man. It's simply being the first one to the race once you figure out there's money in them hills. But then, but if then you figure like LeBron, out how to do that, then you're smart, right? LeBron got hit once he got sued for being on the cover of 2K. Because apparently he learned the hard way that when someone does tattoos for you, they don't actually belong to you. So he got sued because he has the 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 phrase from Gladiator, which is one of his favorite movies, What We Do in Life Echoes Eternity, um, inside of his biceps. And he's flexing on the cover of 2K and the tattoo artist sued the fuck out of him. What? Yep. I thought you signed a waiver once you got a tattoo. And after that, it was all gravity. So tattoo is intellectual property? Yes. Of the artist yeah. who actually did the art. So what you're huh. literally doing is you're paying somebody to put their signature on your arm. Yes. That's interesting. I didn't know that. That's bullshit. I'm flexing everywhere. I'm I'm going to be just like Trinidad James. Papa Warhead, I'm flexing. Woo! What Woo! happened to him? Yeah, the one-hit wonder. Yeah, he tried to come out with another one called She Ain't Fat, She Juicy. <laughs> and after that, he dropped it to nothingness. So, yeah, Allison hems her up against the wall of the shed and asks her how dare she shows her face in front of the children and how does she find her. And Sarah tells Allison that Katja had her address, but Sarah has what you... I got what you want! Basically. I got what you want, got what you want, I got what you No, need. this isn't, come on, give me... Let me try to make it hot. This time I'm gonna make it hot. No, I'm this Virginian, was Jimmy Fallon. This is I'm Jimmy. a Virginian. That's that's Timberland. I'm a Virginian. I'm, God damn it. I'm California. All I know is Jimmy Fallon's idiot boyfriend. I don't know that one. Yeah, we're from two different places. Timberland. Completely different. Sarah has a briefcase. And Allison tells her, you're an idiot. And you don't even know who you're talking to, which is accurate. And she asks her where Beth is. And Sarah tells her the best dead and committed suicide. Allison grabs a knife and says that Beth would never do that. And Allison starts waving the knife around real flippantly. Sarah introduces herself and Allison tells her that she doesn't care who she is and asks God, why do I have to wear a huge kick me sign on my back? Sarah asks her who they are to one another and Allison says, that's not my job. Go home and wait for a call. And Sarah grabs Allison as Allison's about to walk out the shed with the oranges. And Allison tells her to let go and don't touch her. This is my neighborhood and you need to wait for a call and hide your ugly face on the way out the shed. Ooh. Y'all got the same face. It's like when I used to do my, yo mama jokes to my brother. Well, see, we I established ground rules with my sister. Like when we do your mama jokes, we are referring to other people instead of our actual mom. Yeah, so we 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 establish ground rules pretty early, so that neither one of us is really talking about our actual mom. 
Yeah, that's deep. We didn't do that. Yeah, but it's a joke. Yeah. But like, you know, if if I say uh, your mama joke to her, I'm referring to Tina Turner. If she's saying it to me, she's referring then to there's Patty, no connection if you're LaBelle. talking about why the fuck would she care about Tina Turner or Patty LaBelle? <laughs> I, I'm just saying we established ground rules early that we would There's just, literally no risk in either one but, of those conversations. But remember, my mom passed away when I was seven. Yes. So the, and, mama jokes don't hit the same when your mom is dead. Uh, yeah, they do when you're trying to get people to stop doing them to you. My mama died when I was seven. Oh shit! Yeah, no, I'm no, I hit back. I'm. Mm. I I'm bet you were that nigga who was like, "My mama died when I was seven. and that was like, "My bad, man, my bad." No, fuck that shit. I'm about that life. Like, if you want to joke, let's joke. Because when someone says that your mama joked to me, I'm thinking about Patty LaBelle. I'm not thinking about my actual mama. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not thinking about my actual mama. Like, come on, dog. And I'm and I'm gonna hit back. I, my family talk shit to each other all the fucking time. So you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm gonna go at you, and I'm gonna go at you much harder because I have a I have an older sister who's seven years older than me who used to get me all the fucking time. And when I was able to hit back, that's when I learned how to actually hit back. And so Sarah leaves the field and gets a call from Art, who's wondering where she is. And he's like, and she's like, I'm at home in the tub with some bourbon. And he's like, well, can you hear me knocking? No, because you ain't at home. <laughs> and she's like, I'm in Scarborough. And he asks why. And he tells her the shrink is ruling her unfit for duty. And that means the hearing's been postponed and that the situation's going to go on and on. And so I'm keeping your money. Until it ends. And Sarah tells him, yo, schedule another appointment with the shrink and I'll think of something to say. No, she says, tell tell her that you're worried about me and like I might do something. That's how she got the 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 emergency appointment. And then she does the most gangster shit possible. She does. So she goes in there and tells the doctor that she's acknowledging and admitting her mistake. And that the best thing to said. do is to get back to work. She's no longer glitching and no longer having blackouts, but the doctor tells her that this is my job and I'm not going to approve you for duty. And Sarah's like, yo, reread the segment about glitching. And she pulls out a notepad. Can you read that back again? That um, I'm missing myself. I glitched. Does that sound stone to you? Glitch sounds stoned. Uh, tweaked, gacked, spun. Yeah. <clears throat> Olivia, superprax, Draxafel. What? What is the difference between a mood stabilizer and an antipsychotic again? Beth. Oh no, I'm sorry. I've been confused. It's very confusing. Um, antidepressants, anti-anxieties. SSRIs, serotronax, that one's a stimulant. We have known each other for a while now, Beth. Yeah, that's where you're wrong. You have constantly tested me with your personal appeals for prescriptions. I know. My bad. So I'll just explain to the board that I shot this poor civilian after mixing up all your overlapping scripts. Dirty nigga. Dirty ass. That's some dirty nigga shit right there. But she got her ass. She got her. That's all that matter. She got her. And just like that, she back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> right. They put her back in the, they put her back in the room. You know, she already studied, so she knows what she's talking about. She goes in the room and they walk out the room and they're shaking her hand and they seem pretty fucking happy. They're all fucking smiles and sunshine when they leave that fucking room. Mm-hmm. And uh, she gets a call from Allison saying, since you already know where I live and I can't find a babysitter, come by by nine o'clock and come by at nine o'clock and bring whatever you have from the German and go around by, back and go to the basement door. Allison's setting this all up while she's fucking couponing, by the way. Yes. So. Yes, <laughs> but I, I I love the way this is this is like the start of the most important thing about this show. All of these characters are so distinct and separate from each other, mm -hmm. and like there are no, none of these characters are similar to each other. None of them, and like the fact that she's able to pull this off, like she does 
you know, she does, uh, she says she listens to music. She has different playlists for each character to kind of get her into the characters or whatever like that. And then when there's multiple clones, there's another lady who uh, who plays the other clone that so she's playing off of them. And that, that other lady plays in episodes uh, later down the line. She tells Art that she tells, <laughs> she tells Art that she nailed the hearing and tells him, give me some love. And she asks him, at least let me put the money back in the account so Paul doesn't go looking for it. And he's like, look, I told you what's going to happen. I'm going to hang on to it until you get re reinstated because I'm looking out for you. I got your back. Sarah and Felix right. go to Allison's house and Felix complains that his skin breaks out every time he leaves downtown. Hold on. Did you miss the important, the most important part about all of this uh, when they were in the diner? That he mentions that she she called him first and he is the one who put the phone in Maggie Chen's hand. Brandon, you want to tell him that I said that? I don't remember that part, but that might have been the part where I was checked out. I wasn't paying attention either. I don't remember you saying that. That that that's the reason why. So this is twice now that I've said something. And you tell me I didn't say it. I'm saying said I'm, it. I'm, I don't know. I say I don't know if you said it. I mean, I asked you this. Is this something that you missed? But like this is we, twice now that I said something and you said I didn't say it. Okay. That's a great song. Yes, another one hit wonder. We mentioned two so far. I don't even know the nigga's name. Like, I keep finding out his name is Cash Out. That nigga name is Cash Out. <laughs> that nigga like, name is Cash Out. Yeah, and the song is called Cashing Out. And I'm sure he made a dance for it, too. Um, I, I think we were beyond the dancing. Like, if, if it was like, if it was like now somebody would have made some shit up on TikTok or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think Cash Out. I'm sure he did cash out off that off that one song, but it was also before he, it was right when YouTube was starting to hit. So he probably didn't get the hits that he really would have needed in order to truly. He got two hundred and thirty eight thousand hits. He ain't no. cashing out. He got more than that. You probably on somebody else's YouTube page. I am on somebody else's YouTube page on his YouTube page. He got 12 million views. That's still not enough to cash out. That is a lot to cash out because you that get is like you get like uh you get like what is it like it, it used to be is about is about a hundred dollars per three thousand views. Per three thousand views. Mm -hmm. So okay. Um it's a hundred dollars per three thousand views. And so Brandon. What's uh twelve million divided by three thousand? <coughs> uh probably four hundred thousand. Forty thousand? Forty or four hundred thousand? Four hundred thousand. I thought it was four hundred. Yeah, four, no, it's not four hundred. I thought twelve million divided by three thousand was four hundred, good sir. Yeah, and then multiply mm -hmm. that by a hundred. If you get a hundred per every, yeah, so he got four hundred thousand for his song on YouTube. That ain't a little bit of money. Meanwhile, another nigga took his song and went on YouTube and got fifty three million views with his song. <laughs> no, nah, but you you can copyright claim that bitch, and you um, get all and you get all your money. You can get all your money from that. I got I got fucked up by uh, the Ramones. Cause I uploaded a, a a 2K video years ago and it had Blitzkrieg pop on that shit and it was like, yeah, if you get any money from that, it's coming to us. Oh, I hope so. I'd be so disappointed if someone else got 53 and I only got 12. So, anyhow, um, 
Felix is complaining that his skin breaks out every time he leaves downtown. And he's getting stress zits from being in suburbia. She tells him that she's going to get the money, and then she, he, and Kira can get out of town and go someplace warm. And I was like, seventy-five thousand ain't that much, fam. I don't think you guys get as far as you think you is. It's enough to get there. Yeah, and then what? But she a hustler, so like they're gonna hustle somebody else. Now you're gonna find another clone that's still citing five thousand from. Sarah tells Felix that the German is dead and that the person in the house is an uptight soccer mom. Uh, and give me a half an hour. He's like, then why am I here? And she's like, so someone knows where I'm at. And she goes to the basement door and Allison answers the door and Allison got a gun. Sarah's yeah, she like, bought, Sarah's she like, bought it. Why you got the gun, fam? And Sarah complains about how she got a gun. And Allison's like, if you wake up my kids or show my face or show your face to them, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you in your face. Right? <laughs> I'm going to shoot you in your face so they can't see you look like me. Sarah's like, I've never known. Hmm? Allison, I knew to this. No. No. Sarah says she's never seen or known a blood re relation to hers, but being Allison's twin certainly sucks. And Allison's like, you really have no idea, do you? And another one. Cosima comes out of the room and introduces herself. And Sarah asks, how many of us are there? And the episode ends. And I went, fuck. They always show a preview too, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah they do. I love the I love the preview part of them just sitting in the bar side by side and they're just having a conversation. It's just like this has to be the weirdest shit ever for Sarah. Like, I mean, I mean, other than the fact that like seeing yourself commit suicide, but just sitting next to someone who is your genetic identical, but like to be so different because you know Cosima has got dreads and you know shit like that. So like, I mean, I can't say much more about her, but. Um, yeah, that's just gotta seem like really fucking weird to like be sitting next to someone who is my genetic identical that I've never met before now. I mean, I've met people who look just like me and the shit was weird, so they didn't pull a gun on me that though. They they didn't have that kind of heart. Looking like you and then looking like you are different things. looking like me and looking like me are two different things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I felt that. So you mean like an actual clone is different from somebody who resembles me. I feel that. Correct. I feel that. Okay. Uh, 916-633-1537 is the voicemail number. I realized that I don't tell people that that's the voicemail number um, on other shows. So now I'm trying to be more direct in saying it uh you can also email us at return to oswald at gmail.com scars on twitter at scarfinger brand is on twitter at that yep. cool black nerd black is spelled blk i'm rashani and the show is under rto podcasts no underscore nothing like that just r top and then oddcast <laughs> rto <laughs> podcast what? are we going to do another dr 3 a.m no, it's really uh, RTO podcast. I'm I not know, ever doing another Doctor Three AM. But shout out to Montoya for being the first one to point that shit out. Yes. Um, you can leave review. Virgo. Who's a Virgo? Montoya's the person who pointed out that the Dream Team um, Twitter account is actually the Doctor Three AM. Know a lot of them niggas. And actually, me and Montoya share a birthday, so no, hold that's on. even worse. Even worse, <laughs> just the worst. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we the best. Who we nigga? So, um, <laughs> I love I love annoying Rashani. I just want to say that. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed this. I literally forgot what I was gonna say. Good. No, it's not. I mean, you were just doing the rundown. You did the. You did the email. So, what do you do after the email? I did the voicemail. I did the Twitter names. I did the email. Mm -hmm. 
You can find us on all of these places. Leave a review. Good pods, all that other stuff, you know, get in there. Podchaser, you can leave a review for this specific episode on Podchaser if you would like. We appreciate each and every one of you who takes the time to speak to us about this show, um, including the people who have spoken to us already on the Twitter, where you're, you're, some of you are watching for the first time, just like Brandon, and that is fantastic. If we can get you to actually watch something that's actually good this time, that is, that is the greatest thing ever. Um, not in those words, but in, but someone did say that, um, I knocked it out the park with this choice and it's, and he's having a hard time not bending. Shout out to Joe. Shout out to my nigga, Joe, son. He did knock it out the park. I got to give you credit. This is great. I love it. I love this shit. Now, but I can't wait till we get done it. So that we can actually watch something that neither one of us has actually watched. What do we watch? Both of y'all have watched both of these shows, and I ain't watched shit, and it's not fucking fair. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen. I mean, I've seen all of the shows we've done so far. So, so you leave a review on Podchaser, and then copy and paste that in the Good Pods, and then copy and paste that in the Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can also donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. I really just wanted to see what Scar was going to say. I, I I just, you know, it was nice. Good job. Good no, job. I had to pull up, I had to pull up my old show notes from um, Scarcasm to uh, remember Podchaser. <laughs> I, I never can remember the name. I always got to look it up. Oh. Um, and you can also donate at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. Uh, Scar, you got anything coming up? Anything for Valentine's Day? Any cookies? No. I am I am I am chilling right now. I got I got some things brewing in the background that have not come to fruition yet. So I'm it's just kind of like waiting for those things to kind of fall into place before I decide on what's next. So Okay. Brandon, I know you don't have anything coming up. How do you know? Do you? Mm. <laughs> but you didn't know. I did know. You never have anything coming up. <laughs> actually, I do, actually. What do you have coming up? We uh you we totally just said uh, actually season twice. six of um we reviewed season six of the expanse, the sixth and final season. Just too short. Rich, Man, I needed me more. and rich fan. You should have Scar join you. I totally know Scar watched The Expanse. We've talked about it several times on this podcast. I just want you to know that. (laughs) I forgot. I'm reading the books now. I'm on the third book. I'm on the third book. Yeah, I find it weird that they say in the books that you don't get uh you don't get much Ava Sarala into the second book and it's just like, wait a minute, like she was well, there's like seven books though. Yeah, you don't get her to the second book. But her dialogue, you know how great her dialogue is on the show? It's even better in the fucking book. It's fucking hilarious. I love her. And also, I'm a Mass Effect fan, so that's Auntie Ron. So that she's Auntie Ron to me first, but Abbasarallo is a close second. Then third is that the character that she played on Daredevil. It was Daredevil, right? She played the... She the yeah, she played the, the police officer's Madonna, or whatever her name is. Or was it was it was it Daredevil? Or was it um, or was it The Punisher? The first season of The Punisher. The there was a one one of those one of those Netflix Marvel shows. There was a police officer, and she was the police officer's mom. Her telling people to shut the fuck up is the best thing ever. It's just Absolutely. the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly do appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Now I need to find out which one she was on. I'm really going to find this. Nigga, just say peace. No, peace, nigga. It's like I'm trying to... It was the Punisher. It was It was the Punisher. I was wrong.
on the show. So, Brandon, you should really have him on the show. I'm serious. Like, y'all do great work. It's over. The show's over. It is? The the last season was only six episodes. No, I mean, like, he's doing the sixth season right now. So, he should have you on. He said he did the sixth season. Oh. It's over. Oh. It's over. So, then why are you announcing it on this show? So, the people can go back retrospectively. Because I didn't put it. I forgot to put it out. Oh. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. Yo, she played the she did the voice from one of the characters in Destiny 2. Nope, not going down that rabbit hole. And besides, Destiny 2 won't be allowed on anything other than PlayStation real quick. Haha, <laughs> motherfuckers. All right, peace. No, I think Destiny 2 is gonna be cross platform. Then whatever's next is not. <laughs> yeah, you know that. Can't wait. Peace. theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name, 